are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting a coach. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look of what the support system experiences, but no one discusses. So grab a drink, sit back and listen, because we're about to get real. Hi, everyone. This is More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Welcome. Welcome. And we are so excited to have everyone here. We have a special guest. (laughs) And it is Fawn Woodfin. She is a dear friend to mine. Um, She and I met at Kansas. And she has moved all over the place. So we are really eager and excited to hear about her journey and her family and how she stays sane during all these transitions. So Fawn, just say hello and say hi to everyone. Hi, y'all. My name is Fawn, and my hubby is the strength coach for football here at Mizzou. We just moved here in March, so everyone asks all the time how much we love it, and I know we're going to love it so much, but we got here, and then we got quarantined, and it's crazy. Yes, so we have two kiddos, Valor and Violet. Valor is seven, and Violet is five. She just turned five this weekend. I always call myself a gypsy because I've moved so many times with <laughs> this profession. So, of course, Ashley thought of me for this because I tell her that all the time. I'm a gypsy. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, no, you do call yourself a gypsy. And I immediately thought of you, Fawn, because I remember this woman knows how to organize and she can get it done like within a day. So, where have you lived? Where did, when you and Zach first started dating and then got married, even your story of your wedding was super fast. Remember you said that you got married, what, in like three months, wasn't it? Like you got <laughs> married super fast. Yeah, because you know, when you get married to a football coach or a football player, and at the time Zach was a football player, you have a very small window of time when you can get married or <laughs> do anything. So everything was based on his availability, which is a small itty bitty window. It was like a three month engagement. My mom about lost her hair. Thank God she didn't, but she, she always said, I just wish you would have given me more time. I was like, blame the football, right? But it's always been crazy. So do you really want to know the whole journey? Because there's so many places, or do you want to know after marriage? I want to hear it all. Okay. I'll make it in a nutshell. Zach and I were high school sweethearts. And then I went to Auburn and he went to UAB. Then he played football after college for a while. And so we got married when he was with the Ravens. I moved over to Baltimore. And then that started our crazy little journey of moving. We lived there maybe three months after we got married. And then we started moving all over the place. We moved to Germany for like two months. We lived in Birmingham, then back to the beach. We moved to the beach, then back to Birmingham again. And then I just remember Zach saying, you know, fun. I think it's just time to be done. And so he finished his school. He had one more semester because he had left early when he was drafted, et cetera. So um, he finished that. And then he came home one day and was like, hey, there's a job opening in L.A. And I had my little roots in Alabama. And I was like, L.A.? I don't know about L.A. But I moved there and I loved it so much. He wasn't working for a specific team then. He was working for what's now called Exos, where they train athletes. Mm -hmm. And so he oversaw the football program. But the first team he worked for was after that. We moved from L.A. to Green Bay to the Packers. Um, I know. I will be honest. I mean, there was a blizzard April 19th and we moved at like the day before I had been at the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? This is a little, I'm not sure about this, but it ended up being 
awesome. So we were with the Packers for four years, and then we moved. We went into college football, where he went to UAB for a year. The year they shut down the football programs when we went to UAB. And Birmingham's home. So we loved Birmingham, but then all that got crazy. So we moved to Southern Miss, and then we were there for two years, and then we moved to Kansas. I might be missing one. I don't think so. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then we just moved to Mizzou. So that is my little journey. And there's more in there somewhere, but there's too many little stops when we first got married. But yeah, we've been all over, like little triangle. How do you do it? What's like your number one tip, I guess, in moving? Because you've done it so often. What's like your thought process with that? Well, I'm not going to pretend it's easy because I do personally pray every time I'm about to go somewhere that it will be really hard to leave there one day. And when I say that, it's not always the case. Every time I pray that, sometimes I really don't want to go where we're going. If I'm just being authentic with you, <laughs> there have been a couple moves where I'm like, this is not what I had in mind. But if it's hard to leave one day, that means you made yourself fully, you just dove in somewhere. So, um, and it has happened everywhere we've been. And I believe the number one secret I could give anyone or that I say that I try really hard to be intentional with is to live like you'll be somewhere forever, dive in and just know that no matter how long you're there for, you're there for a very specific reason. I used to think when I first got married that it was all about football, right? And that we're going for Zach and his job and we do, but it's not just about the husband, it's about the wife too. So we're strategically placed places, in my opinion, by God, and he puts us where he wants us. And if we don't put ourselves out there and get to know people and basically just focus on the now and just dive in, then we'll miss it, right? We'll miss out. So that's my number one. I love that. that. And that's actually what Fawn like instilled in me when we spent our time together in Kansas. She kind of took me under her wing. I was this new kid that had never moved anywhere. And she basically saw me and was like, you know, hey, come with me, like come in, you know, introduce me to all these people. Something that I admire about you is you get to know people so quickly and you just have like this, I don't know how you do it. I want to know the trick, but every place that you've moved, you get this, I don't want to say network, but it's almost like this family of people, every place that you go. And so how do you do that? Is it like a, you go to socials or you're just inviting everyone, making everybody feel welcome? Like, what do you do to do that? Well, I feel like one thing that I try to do too, and I love my football family so, 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 so much. And my closest friends are usually the football wives and anybody on the football staff. However, one thing that I think is really important is to get to know people in the community as well. And the reason is, is because again, I just feel like if you don't, you're just going to miss out on so many awesome people. I often view number one, I view everywhere we are as an opportunity to connect with people of just different jobs, different places in their lives. And I'll meet people through school with the kids. I'll meet people through church. I'll try to connect with neighbors. And again, the football friends, um, mainly because I just feel like we're meant to be there for so much more than just the game of football. What do I do is honestly, I feel like just be intentional. I'm intentional. I try to reach out to people. I try to get their numbers, you know, not in a creepy way. (laughs) I always tell my little boy, 
um, valor because he can be a little shy at first. I'm like, all you have to do is find one thing you have in common or one thing to talk about, like find a connecting point of something or whatever it might be. So for him, it might be sports or whatever. But for me, I don't know. It might just be like, hey, where do you live? Where are you from? You know, just find something you can talk about, even if you're not just like the person. And even if, again, they're not on the same journey as you, it's just so rewarding and so awesome to leave somewhere and to look back and see all these awesome football friends, but also all these awesome people in the community. So that's intentionality is what I would say. Ashley is my number one. Yeah. Secret. Like, that's awesome. That. And awesome. so you were saying with the kids, like your secrets, I guess, to getting to know people and friends like that, how do they deal with these moves? Like you've moved so much and I guess probably maybe not as much when, or you've moved before they were even born. So I guess, how did they deal with it when they started out? Oh man. Well, my little man is a feeler. So he's my very sensitive one. And Violet is too, but she's kind of the little social butterfly, you know, the one at the pool that was like, you want to play with me? <laughs> I'll kind of have to initiate some little friendships for him. <laughs> and when, once he meets him a few times, he's awesome. You know, it's just, he's a little more laid back and shy with that stuff. But I think that's why I have those conversations I just told you about. Like I literally, the other day was like Valor you're going to have to meet new people. And here's the secret is you find ways to connect, you know, and um, just teaching him like, you should be confident. You should be brave. You know, this is our journey, but we're in so many cool places. Or like he was, he had a really hard time this last time leaving friends. Well, we're not that far away, but also I just told him, I was like, you know what, those people you're about to leave, you had a hard time moving to where you met them. Like, And you never would have made those friendships had we clung to where we were. Just putting that in their little hearts and minds. And then I'm pretty social and so is Zach. So we're naturally around quite a few people and they kind of pick up on some of that, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Not easy to move kiddos. I, I will say that's been the hardest part. Yeah, I bet. When you are moving, is there something that you do to like talk to them and tell them like, hey, dad got this job. We're going to be moving. How did you tell Valor and Violet? you know, Hey, we're leaving. Violet is like my spirit animal. I love so much and her sassiness. If you don't mind fun, I just want to share the one story. We went to church and Fawn took me to church with her and I was talking to Fawn. Violet goes, can you please stop talking from the backseat? And I turned around and I was like, Violet. And she goes, mom, make her stop. <laughs> Cause I was talking so much. So Violet is like the person I want to be. <laughs> so I love her so much, but yeah, I want to hear how you told them like, cause Kansas was a long time for y'all in football years, basically. I'm not going to pretend this move wasn't hard. It was really, really hard because they were just so connected, like their little selves. That's all they pretty much remember. We just had some really, really close friends. And again, we're close, which I'm, I'm so glad it's only two and a half hours there this weekend. And that helped with this situation because Zach told Valor, oh, it was so heartbreaking actually. And Valor was just so heartbroken. He's like, what about my friends? Violet understood more than I thought she would. She's like five now going on to like 25. (laughs) Even now they miss it. Zach sat Valor down and just explained that he was going for an interview and it was, he was pretty confident that this was the right move anyway at that point. Otherwise we wouldn't have told the kids and you know, Valor was really upset, but Zach is very good at explaining that we go where we feel called to go. And that when it's time to go, we go. It's not easy. 
And I don't think it's ever going to get any easier. I think it's actually going to get harder the older they get. But if you instill these truths in them really young and you just explain like why we do what we do and how it, our life is kind of, we believe is mapped out for us and we go where we feel led, that does help to, you know, just explaining and being intentional and keeping them close to the people they're close to, too. Like we try to make sure they see them and talk to them. And But, you know, it's, it's hard. It's getting easier, though, because we're meeting friends. It's been a long time, a little while, maybe three months. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. It has been a long time. And I do remember, so with your family, you have a motto and that you have in your house and that the kiddos memorize. And I remember it was just put up on the wall in the basement when you, when I was there. So do you mind sharing what it is? I think it's so good for the kids to know that and memorize it. Yes. It says, I'm going to read it to you because it says, we won't leave words unsaid, deeds undone, hope unshared, the Woodson family. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. And the kids memorized it. (laughs) We loved it that we heard a message on that. And like, that's our family motto. So we want people to feel welcome and loved. And again, that's why when we go somewhere, we dive in and we don't just sit back. And it's really easy to do that, right? Because the coaching mentality is even when I buy a house, I'm like, oh gosh, I have to think about resale, right? I tell every real estate agent, I'm like, hey, I need the best neighborhood for resale. Put me where my house will sell. Yeah. And then send holes on the wall. I'm like, no, no, we can resell the house, right? <laughs> I think one thing coaches' wives that I've talked to tend to do is kind of sit back sometimes and keep to themselves a little bit out of just that feeling of not, I don't want to call it fear, but kind of like, what's the point of getting to know people? Or why would I dive into a community where I'll probably stay? I mean, you could stay a long time, but you just don't know. And I think that's one thing that I would encourage everyone listening to this to think about. Don't sit back and just let life keep going on and going on and not getting to know your community and not getting to know people out of the fear of, well, what if we move? What if I put myself out there and then I have to be heartbroken? Because the chances are you probably are going to have to yeah. move on, but if you never get to know people. And if you never live your life that way, you're going to miss out on your entire life because this is your life, <laughs> like moving and coaching. And that's who you are. It's not necessarily just who you are because you're more than just your football, but that is going to be your path. So you have to make a decision now to be fully present wherever you're placed. Otherwise, you're just going to live this life not as full because you'll just be sitting back just, I don't know, waiting on something. And then you'll wake up one day and we'll all be old and <laughs> you'll be like, oh, yeah, you know? So. No, I love that. I love your approach. I think it's just so inspiring and encouraging. I'm sure all of our listeners feel the exact same way. Can you shed some light on like what you do for yourself? Cause it sounds like you have really separated yourself from that football life. And I know diving in and meeting people and all that stuff, but what really keeps you full and like what keeps you happy and inspired in all these different locations? Well, for one, I love women. <laughs> I love connecting with women and just getting to know them and just to encouraging them. And so I graduated in fashion merchandising from Auburn, maybe like two years ago, just getting along <laughs> When I married Zach, 
I was like, how in the world am I going to do this, you know, fashion thing? Like I didn't necessarily want to work in a little boutique just for like a month and then move in. So I started a traveling boutique. It's called Dear Violet. And I've actually been a traveling boutique for a really long time, maybe seven years, seven and a half, eight years. What I do is I just set up shop in people's houses. I sell it online. I sell things out of my home. And what it does is one, I donate to an orf. my business donates to an orphanage in Honduras. And normally I get to visit them. I'm kind of heartbroken because this year with COVID, I can't go see them in July and I'm just sad. But I go visit them every year and my businesses donate to little orphans. And then I do a lot with rice bowls too, which rice bowls feeds the orphanage. They feed like 30 orphanages. So I fundraise for them, have my little traveling boutique. I also have a business called Zaya, but it's mixed in with my other clothing and I just run it all together. It's all a clothing boutique. I find that it's the best way to meet people too. You ask how I meet people right now. I'm not having in-person <laughs> and uh, spring's been a little weird, but it's just great. You know, you get in these homes, you get to know all these women and you're like, try this and this and this on. But what you're really doing is then you're also connecting them to other women because they're all in a room, trying on clothes and connecting to people they've never met. So yeah, it's all about connecting women and doing that kind of stuff. So that's kind of keeps me busy and then stuff with the kiddos. But, um, I do love being a football coach's wife. I mean, it comes with its pros and cons. Anyone listening to this is probably like, Ugh. there are good things. <laughs> There are really good things. There are also really hard things, right? And I think there's often a misconception by the world. Like, oh, it's so glamorous. Oh, my Lord. It's hard. But it's also very rewarding. And we are very blessed. So there's always good and the hard and all that stuff, too. Yeah, I think that's so great. The boutique and everything, that's yours, you know? So I feel like that's like your identity that you've created. That's something that you own. And I feel like um, a lot of our listeners, some of them are younger or like new to the game. We have all mix of, I feel like, of people that have been in it for a while, some that are just not starting. But that's some of the main questions that we always get is how you keep your identity yourself and something that's yours as well as playing that other hat and having the other hat of like the coach's wife. So the boutique and Gaia and the rice bowls, like it just made me think of you when thinking of those questions, because even though you've moved everywhere, you've found something that's yours that you take with you. So that's awesome. Yeah. And everybody can, you just have to, Figure out what you're passionate about. Like what you're doing, you guys started this podcast. I mean, that's something you're passionate about and it's yours and you're taking your journey and helping people, helping other people in the same position and situation. And that's you using your gifts too. And just being like, okay, this is the cards I've been dealt in my life. And what can I do to use it to the fullest and to the best? And that's what I would tell everyone to do too, is just be like, what can I do? to make the world better, to make my world better, to make my children's world better. And um, if you start asking those kind of questions, like, what am I passionate about? That'll kind of lead you to what that looks like for you. In the beginning, did you always feel that you would have a boutique or did it take you a while to realize like, hey, I kind of, after, you know, moving around for his job, did you feel like, hey, I kind of need my own thing? Like, how did you come to the conclusion or did you just have that idea from the start? Well, to be honest, I thought I'd stay in Birmingham. Okay. So Zach's the strength coach. So I didn't really know that we'd be living different life. And I thought we'd be in Birmingham forever. I'd buy into this boutique I was a part of, and we'd have little babies. I'd live with my best friends all around me. 
we just live happily ever after in Birmingham for the rest of our lives. That's kind of what I thought. We moved to LA and I got into fitness a little bit and then tried to do some other stuff and got out of fashion. Then once we started the actual coaching, you know, like actual team coaching in Green Bay, I felt a little lost, to be honest with you. And I just remember for a moment, I almost felt forgotten, which sounds silly, but I was like, we're leaving everything I love again to do something that I, in a place where I really didn't want to go, which ended up being the most amazing place for us. But at the time I didn't really want to do it and just thinking, feeling forgotten. And I just remember thinking our life is all about this bubble and this is what it is and feeling a little lost. And then I started being professionally social in Green Bay is what I said. <laughs> so I didn't work for like two or three years. And it wasn't because we were rolling in the dough because we were not. We were opposite. We were like an assistant. And, but I was like, I'm just going to be professionally social for a while. So um, <laughs> so anyway, I started getting a lot ants in my pants after being professionally social for like two years. And I somehow, <laughs> somehow ended up doing a traveling boutique with the boutique in Birmingham. They gave me my wings, I always say, because they shipped me mer- merchandise and said, start these home parties and see how they do. And so I did that at first. It was just kind of happened. I just kind of was like, maybe I need to do something. So I had a baby and decided to start a business, whereas I could have done it two years before and I was just being social, but whatever. And I don't know. I just was getting ants in my pants and this kind of fell into my lap. And then I decided it was more than just a coincidence. and. Now it's my own thing and helping little orphans and yeah. No, that's I awesome. Love that. I love that. With Zach, when you started doing the boutique, y'all's relationship is so solid and he always supports you in everything that you do from the time that I've been around y'all for y'all having the boutique and all these things going on in the moving. Like, did he just say, okay, let's do it. Like whatever you want to do, let's do this boutique and all the, the Zaya and the rice bowls and like everything. Or did he say, calm down, stop doing so many things. <laughs> I laugh because, oh man. Okay. So Zach is, you're right. He's super consistent. You know, he's got his laser vision focus. Mine's more like all over the place. I have so many dreams and ideas and so I'm always so tired. But um Ashley, have you ever seen how much stuff I bring to one of these home shows? Oh yeah. I remember. I remember because I helped you with one and yeah. you were like, this is the first box and I was like, fun, there's like ten boxes on this floor. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I go big or I go home. And when I first started, I'll just never forget Zach. We lived in this condo, okay? And our condo didn't have any extra rooms for all this boutique stuff. So it was lining the walls of our condo. And it was a whole lot of stuff, okay? I mean, so it was like a whole boutique in our little condo. And he would get roped in to help me load and unload the car. And I'm pretty sure, and still, still he helps me do that. And it's no small feat. It is a... It's an ordeal. And it, I'm always like, every time I load the car, I'm like, what was I thinking? And every time I unload, I'm thinking, what was I thinking? And then I get to style these women's and I, women and it's like, oh, I love this. But I think Zach's just gotten used to my craziness. And sometimes he does say like fun because I get super, super focused on whatever I'm passionate about. So I'm passionate about these orphans. And if I know they need money, I will fight till I get to the goal of what I know they need or <laughs> rice bowls or whatever. So he's super supportive, but he does also help me stay focused and grounded because he's like, fine, you cannot do everything. 
But I think the best answer is sometimes he doesn't know what to do with me, but he supports me and he loves me and he helps me. But he also reminds me that I can't do everything. No, that's awesome. Do you think with the football, with football in general, is there certain things that y'all do, whether it be like a date night or, you know, a designated date night, like things to keep your relationship so healthy? Because his schedule is really early in the morning, like super early, right? Yeah. So Zach, he's already been in bed. That's why I told you nine (laughs) o'clock and I'm like a Netflix girl. I will be honest. So I do my work in Netflix very late at night. I love staying up late at night. And so we're on opposite schedules sometimes. So we have to be intentional with, yeah, we try to have a date night. I mean, again, it's been a little weird lately with all the virus stuff trying to fit that in, but we did actually have a date night the other night. And I just try really hard to sneak in time with him right after the babes go to bed or I mean, and weekends and then quarantine, we saw him so much. It was like the weirdest thing. It was awesome, but it was just interesting because we've never had that really. Most of the people listening can agree. Like it's been awesome, but it's just been so weird too, because you're like, my person is here all the time and my kids loved it and I loved it. And We sneak in what we can. It gets crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Do you have any questions about Zach or any of those things before we skip over it or anything like that? I do want to know though, like if there's one thing that you could tell yourself, like when you're just starting out with all of this craziness, what would you tell your younger self? Well, I would say, first of all, when I first started moving, I wasn't quite like this, to be honest. Like it's, I always tell people when they go through hard times, look backward because you can always see how far you've come or how all the things you went through led you to something great and all the cool people in your lives. Like right now, I would have never met now you or actually if it hadn't been for moving to Kansas, I had to look on the map. I'm not going to lie. When Zach, when Zach told me about Kansas, you're like, where is it? But I tell my younger self a couple of things. One, that what I'm telling you already is stuff that I didn't start off knowing. Like when you move somewhere, just remember to be intentional. Because my first couple of moves, I really wasn't. They were short anyway, but I still remember looking back and wishing I had been more intentional and just enjoyed being somewhere instead of always feeling like alone or what. I don't know. I'm just a very different person now too. I'm a little more confident um, with meeting people. But I would just tell that little young person a couple of things. One, you're going to lose your Southern accent. <laughs> Two, I would tell her just not to worry so much and just to dive in and that one day you're going to look back and regret it if you don't. And just to get to know the people around you because there are so many beautiful people. People ask me all the time. They say, Fawn, where's your favorite place that I've lived, you know, that I've lived. And I'm like, well, that's such a loaded question. Like geographically, of course, California, because there's oceans. I said, but you have so many cool people everywhere, no matter what, no matter the culture, no matter what. I know there are different cultures that might be a quote unquote colder culture or warmer culture or whatever, like as far as like people go, but there are really cool people everywhere and you just have to be confident and brave and dive in or you're going to miss it. And so that's what I would have told myself and just to, and not to care what people think because shoot, at this age, I really don't care <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I love it. You know, if someone don't like you, oh, well. I love it. (laughs) Oh, wear more sunscreen. That's another one. But as far as football goes, definitely dive in and don't worry and just be present no matter how long you're going to be somewhere. So you don't miss it. Awesome. 
Thank you so much for doing this interview. We really enjoyed talking with you. It's so great. Yeah, no, it was so great. And it's good to see you again, Fawn. I've missed you. I haven't seen you in so long. So it's been great. Um, you are great. And so this was the interview with Fawn Woodson. And if anybody has any questions, you guys just let us know. Slide in our DMs on our Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide on Instagram. And that is a wrap. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time.